Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Hemley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies and so I watch them so that you don't have to and holy shit today's <laughs> movie. <laughs> Guys, I, okay, this is, this is the first time I've gone into an episode being like, will I be able to finish the episode? Yeah. I told Joel I might quit. The, the whole podcast. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Like, I'm not exaggerating. I'm. My hands are shaking. My palms are sweaty. <laughs> I, my body's having a physical reaction. Yeah, you look feverish. <laughs> I feel feverish. I'm just really nervous. I'm like actually genuinely nervous about doing oh boy. this. Ooh, oh well, boy. the good news, yeah, is that it'll be it'll over, all be over in, soon. <laughs> in, you know, 90 minutes or so. You'll so, never have to do it again. And you you'll know? never have to do it again. Um, <laughs> but before we talk about what this week's movie is, did anything scary happen to us this week? Um, okay, this isn't really scary. Why would I preface my story that way? <laughs> I always preface I, my story that way. Why would I do way? that? Um, so, okay, so we have four cats and... Um, and Theo, the boy, um, our little kitten boy was doing this really weird thing that was totally freaking me out, which is, you know, for the most part, cats have their spots where that they go to that are understandable and the, the spots make sense that here's why they sit here. It's comfy. It's in the sun. It's a gay, you know, you, you get it. He all of a sudden started sitting in the middle of the kitchen on the tile floor staring towards the wall for mm-hmm. like no discernible and he like still still staring mm-hmm. and i would mm-hmm. walk into the kitchen sometimes in the middle of the night at any point and he was just there staring mm-hmm. at, and i would i tried try to investigate i was like what the fuck is over i would look around nothing nothing at one point i heard water dripping from joel has like a water thing for um bread making in the pantry and and it was some of it was dripping and i was like oh that's what it was he like heard the dripping great solved it next day sitting there like a little freak like uh, totally but once i woke up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom boy is just sitting there staring it's like oh it was it was really freaking me out i did not like it at all the staring part i don't like the tile it might be because maybe it's cooler because it's been very hot. Sure, but it was like the same the staring, same spot, and like it's like ghost. still, like he was like still exactly. I'm like, what does he see that I don't see? He sees yeah, something. Yeah, he's I seeing don't into see. another dimension. I don't know why you preface this by saying it wasn't scary because this is scary. Okay, this you. is definitely scary. Well, it was real. It was like real. Honestly, it was starting to like bother me. Like I would get mad at him when I would see mm-hmm. him there because mm-hmm. I was like, this isn't right. What you're doing, and I don't like it. And so one night. 
Joel and I walk into the kitchen and he's fucking sitting there and we're like, we've got to figure out what the deal is. So we're like poking around. Joel's got his little flashlight and like looking and trying to find. And he shines a flashlight into this corner. It's like behind. So we have a, a door there and it's a jar with a screen to get like airflow in. Um, And so we're like looking around and all of a sudden a cricket jumps out of that hole and the boy eats it in a second. Oh, so he was after a cricket. He was cricket wow. hunting. Wow, he's cricket hunting. He's cricket hunting. And since that time, apparently, we're, now we're like, where the fuck are these crickets coming from? Because it's constant. He's constantly hunting crickets. And the other night, and you know, cats with bugs, it's really upsetting. He yes. like would catch it, bring it into the living room, let it hop around, chase it, put it in his mouth, let it back out, let it hop around. That's the thing is they like fuck with them. They don't just kill them immediately. No. And then he eats it, which is gross, Ugh. but is what you want to happen. Anyway, so now <laughs> we have a cricket problem. And I know what the deal is with the boy, but now we've got a cricket situation. And it's just really been, it's really been crickets, a journey. Crickets, like, in my imagination are really cute. And the name is so cute. It's but so cute. in reality, <laughs> they're so horrifying. Crickets I don't, are... I don't mind them. I'll come out and say it. I like I like crickets when they what? get... They're my, if I have to choose a bug to deal with, I'm going to choose a cricket. I think it's kind of funny having to chase it around. It jumps around <laughs> and you can't get it. <laughs> it's the jumping that's... Um, it's It's always surprising. It's like erratic. It's too... It's also too intense. I find it delightful they can jump too high they can really jump yeah it's sort of their whole deal yeah <laughs> they can really they can really go for it but they are no match for theo man he is on it benefits of having a cat i guess yeah if we didn't have cats the, then we'd have a bunch of crickets so yeah. i guess there's that <laughs> thank god thank god anyway what about you guys uh <sighs> Okay, just real quick. Mine is gen- genuinely not scary at all. Um, okay, it's we got to stop. <laughs> sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, it's just that I wanted to talk about how I'm really late to the um, party on this one, but I can't stop watching Brian Jordan Alvarez's Instagram videos mm. just over and over and Wait, over. He also releases so many of that? them. Wait, you haven't seen these? Emily, I feel like I've shared them with you. Okay, but maybe I don't know them by name, perhaps. He... Um, is known for being on Will and Grace, uh, but he during the pandemic started making these TikTok videos that are on Instagram too. And he has uses face filters to transform the way his face looks, and then he matches that face with a perfect accent and um, persona and character arc. And they all have wow. like relationships with each other, and they are chef's kiss undeniably like the best content on the internet wow i fucking can't stop watching all of them he has a bunch of different characters um shout out to my two main characters that i love marnie marnie shout out to marnie marnie is the Way self-help go, guru she's the self-help guru um who is always talking about pure source energy she Wait, Emily, have I not shared these with you? What am I you maybe doing? Have, I, I don't know. I, I'll come out and say I'm really bad at watching videos that are sent to me with sound because because I'm like, I don't I'm ne- I'm rarely in a place where I can just pull up the video. And so I don't. And then I never see it. And then I forget that it's oh, there. And God. I really am sorry. I It's a thing that I honestly feel guilt about. Because <laughs> okay, I, well, thank we you have for coming a, clean thing, right okay, now. I, it's, it feels really good for me to be able to come clean. Because we send a lot of videos in our 
in our text thread with Jenna too. Somebody recently was like, "Is Jenna alive?" Jenna's alive. Um, so I'll just imagine Hi, Jenna. that Jenna's also Jenna. there. And she shout out to Jenna, a real a real person. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I just. I can't always watch them, you know, and then I forget that they're there. So maybe you've sent them to me and I just I'm sorry. That's that's totally fine. Um, I forgive you. Uh, but anyone else who is not aware of Brian, Brian Jordan Alvarez, look up his Instagram. He's very, very funny. I also really enjoy his um, rich Southern aunt character who owns a lake house. And uh, oh, that, she's always talking like about all character. her lake houses. It's stunning performance by him. And He's great. I fully, I just am going to, his merch, I'm going to buy all the merch. I don't know. I'm just fully bought in. <laughs> I love it. Sammy, your turn. Okay, buckle up, guys. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, I went to a planetarium this week. As we know, the observatory and space in general, uh, they can send me spiraling. Space mm. is so scary. Mm-hmm. The vastness. But uh, there was one piece of information i learned in this planetarium oh. show the show is called signs of life <laughs> what is it called science signs of life signs of life and it takes oh, you all around the universe looking for signs of life and where there might be the ingredients for life to form and it take it takes us to oh, no. <laughs> the farthest away planet that we have discovered with a name that really rolls off the tongue here. The planet is called Ogle 2014 BLG 0124 LB. Pluto was up for grabs. We got rid of Pluto. (laughs) Why did they just repurpose it? And it is 13,000 light years away, which like doesn't really mean anything to me. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I can't. So let me tell you what it means. Uh, If we took a spaceship there, spaceships go... About 18,000 miles per hour. That is a speed at which we could circle the Earth twice in an hour. To give you some reference of how fast that is. If we took a spaceship left now to go to Ogle 2014 BLG 0124 LB, we would get there in 483,600,000 years. Doesn't that just make you want to like evaporate into thin air? Like makes me, I've, do you have even do you just do a thing it? where when a number <laughs> gets so out. big, do you, do you, see for me, I'm like, I don't know what that, my, I can't, my brain can't contain the vastness of that number. We haven't reached a level of consciousness where we can grasp any of this it yet. Our brains are too puny, teeny, tiny, little, absolute nonsense brains. to me. It's so shocking and so that terrifying. That number means as much to me as as the name Ogle twenty four BLB two four. Like I'm like I don't I literally don't know. But I guess if there's life on other planets, you want it to be probably that far away, right? Well, and something else it said was if that planet is looking at us right now, even if it's super advanced life because of the way light travels, they're looking at Earth like fifteen hundred years ago or something like maybe more than that. <laughs> So they wouldn't be able to see us yet because of the way that... Like how stars work? Why aren't they making assumptions? If they have the technology to do that, wouldn't they, couldn't they conceivably also have the technology to like... Fast trans- forward? Yeah, to fast forward. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I ju- Going to the planetarium <laughs> makes me feel very stupid, very small. I don't know how the fuck anybody <laughs> discovered anything about space. The early astronomers, like, what? Mapping the stars? It's crazy. 
It's crazy. Remember how remember how we got a review recently that said <laughs> these, <laughs> these girls don't know anything, have never heard of anything. It's Sometimes true. I'm like, it's true. <laughs> it's true. What's going anything? on? Where am I? I simply anything, never heard of anything. Never heard I've simply of never anything. heard of literally anything. Uh, <laughs> but ima- I mean, imagine if you'd heard of everything. That would be impossible. It'd be, uh, your brain would explode. I'd rather hear. I'd rather know nothing than everything. Well, here's one thing I know I don't want to know about, and well, that is this week's movie. Oh boy, I that was a hell of a transition. Really don't want to know about it. <laughs> I, like I'd love to. Thank you. That's off to me. Um, I just want to get it over with. So I'm trying to move us along. Yep. yep. I do feel fair. like you once made us promise that we would do this episode at our 10 year anniversary. I recently made. I recently asked that. And yeah. um, you guys said yes. So Sorry. imagine my dismay and shock when I realized. Um, <laughs> well, you're going to have to blame. We have a guest for this movie. He picked it. It's his fault. <laughs> um, it's a real treat to have him. We're already angry. Welcome to the podcast, Evan Gregory. Uh oh, Evan. You're muted, Evan. We can't hear you, friend. Well, I muted myself oh. in anticipation of what I was going to have to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> if you could stay muted, that would be perfect for me. <laughs> <laughs> stay muted for the whole episode. Guys, it's, it's an incredible treat to be here. I, I've been looking forward to this for months, ever since we kind of did swapsies on each other's podcast. And I'm dreading... I dreaded watching this movie. I watched it last night. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. But I... <laughs> But I I picked it because you guys sent me the list of requests, and I looked at that list with a sense of such duty. <laughs> In two ways. Yeah, I have to take one for the team in looking at this list. I'm not doing this for pleasure. I'm doing this out of service mm-hmm. to the audience. Sure. You're taking a hit. Yeah, and I, I was basically looking at it like, which one of these movies is the biggest hill to climb which one is the biggest meme too is getting the most recognition <laughs> everybody knows about this movie yeah we haven't even i was gonna just say what we haven't is. said what movie it is yet so let me tell let me tell you guys we are doing the human centipede <laughs> 2000, 2009 film written and directed by tom six starring Dieter laser ashley c williams ashlyn yenny and akihoto kitamura and it's on AMC Plus if you are dying to see it. <laughs> uh, oh and Sammy, God. this was your fourth viewing? It's up there, yeah. I've seen it I've seen it quite a few times. <laughs> what? So one of us is having a good time today. <laughs> Sammy, you've seen this multiple times? Yeah, I saw Why? I used to go to in San Francisco, I'm sure all over, they would do like midnight screenings of it. And I think it's a very the premise is so ridiculous. It's a silly movie and it's fun to see with an audience screaming and very upset at every twist and turn. I don't know. I have, to, I have to steal myself for this. This is an endurance test for me. Even just talking about it in general terms like this is it's less hard. fun to watch alone. I'll say that. But you guys have never seen the movie, but you're familiar with it, right? All like all we had to say was the title and you know what we're talking about. You know, oh, the premise. I am a, Absolutely. It's a very descriptive title in terms of what it is that we are getting, I think. (laughs) Yes. uh, Says it all right there. Uh, Okay, we will... We will talk about it. We have to talk about it. But first, first, Evan, did anything scary happen to you this week? 
Um, uh, such a sweet question. I'll tell you, I, I didn't have a good answer until I was sort of listening in to your guys' uh, preamble. And Emily, your mm-hmm. story reminded me of a very similar thing that did happen to me this week in the category of uh, creepy uh, animal hypnosis kind of experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I live in Brooklyn and we have a little backyard that's like the size of a, like a large hot tub. And uh, <laughs> my kids noticed outside this little bird. It was a very cute looking bird, like a chickadee with bright oh, yellow brown colors, small bird. And it was sitting in the center of the yard staring at our house and just didn't move for long periods. This is atypical for the birds around here that are just like <laughs> in to grab a snack in peace. And so eventually the kids just went out. And I was kind of distracted. I looked back out there and my kids were down there next to the bird and the bird had oh, not no. moved and they were touching the bird. <gasps> what oh, bird, no. what bird will, a wild bird will let a human touch it? A dead one. No, no bird will, will do that. And it was alive just staring out there. And it wasn't like laying down. This is a bird standing up. Oh my God. In the middle of the yard. <laughs> and the, my kids started touching it and petting it and whispering into it. And I started having visions, strong <laughs> visions of some kind of Shyamalan, like it's the happening, the happening is happening, the birds, yeah. the birds are communicating, stuff is mm-hmm. going to like, they're conspiring to kill, something's about to happen is the, is the very <laughs> visceral feeling that I had, you know? And eventually, also I was thinking about, okay, the birds are also probably carrying diseases. So eventually we like yeah. got the kids away and the birds stayed out there for a long time. I didn't actually see it fly away. After I thought about it for some time, the best... I have no explanation, but the best thing I could come up with in my head is that this bird must have slammed into a window and was suffering brain mm. damage. <laughs> yes. Like, that's like the only yes. thing that is explaining it's sitting here staring at humans. The bird and was not also moving. like, what's happening to me? People are touching me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was supremely creepy and, you know, felt like a shift in the biosphere was happening and maybe birds were going to take control. Is that, That's like the feeling I had. Well, at least it was a cute bird. It would have been... So much scarier if it hadn't been a cute bird, right? Uh, yeah, so you're right. Scarier. That's a plus. It could have been a crow or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah, if your yeah. kids all go out and start petting like a crow that's not moving and staring into your home, yeah, that would be worse. Right. Or if it escalates every week, you know, if I came back here next <laughs> yeah, week and reported. Posted, there might be another bird. It's like a hawk. My kids were petting a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, then I think, unfortunately, you're going to have to come to terms with it's your children that are haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not. Okay, so Evan, you picked this movie. How do you normally feel about horror movies in general, besides Human Centipede, not counting Human Centipede, but do you like horror movies? Do you love them? I like horror movies. <laughs> I even love horror movies. I had a group of buddies, a uh, co-ed group of buddies, where we'd get together. It was like a fun party night where we would go through all the paranormal activity movies, like a fun weekend mm-hmm. thing. But that has kind of faded from my life as I'm like become a new dad and I'm primarily watching uh, Mitchell's versus the Machines, for instance. And so mm-hmm. it was like I kind of got excited. Oh, I can go on the show and this give me a good excuse to watch a movie. But then I felt committed to the bit. Like I have to watch the worst one. I have to watch. <laughs> and I truly hate body horror. This whole, this whole like almost fetishy subgenre of horror that's about the mutilation of bodies and the saw moves and stuff like that. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I would, I'll go for paranormal activity and the the occult stuff and the jump scare stuff. That's for me. Mm-hmm. This stuff is not mm-hmm. for me, and it's always really horrifying. Well, oh my I'm God. so impressed that you just really felt dedicated to the podcast <laughs> enough to 
pick this movie. <laughs> we appreciate it, even though I'm also equally so angry and mad at you, and I'd never even met you before. I'd, yeah, I'll do anything for you guys. For you, for you guys, I listened to Barbie Girl, and now I watch Human Centipede. That's what I was just going to say. We, we, You had to get us back. Yeah. Yeah, we made you listen to Barbie Girl a lot. Which, by the way, you guys, if you don't know, Evan Gregory is the greatest musician in the world, creating <laughs> the finest punch-up ever that I've ever heard of Barbie Girl. Your, your yeah. flattery will get you everywhere. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, okay, this movie, this goddamn movie. Is it supposed to be, like, when they made it... Were they thinking this will be funny or this will be really scary? Like, do we know? Do we know? I do know a, a touch of the the background is that it came from the the singular mind of this auteur, Tom Six, who thought of, who was sitting around thinking of like, wow, you know, all the horrible worst people in history, like putting them to death is not bad enough when you think of the Hitlers and Pol Pots of our uh, collective history. Like, what's the worst possible thing we could do to them to to punish them and he thought of this and then decided to put it in a, a movie but un unfortunately in the movie it's not Pol Pot who's uh, this is happening to what if it were what if it were what if it were like some time jumping everyone's on the table just all the words Hitler's the middle has this guy had done other things is this I don't I'm not familiar I'm I don't think I think these are the biggest hits of his. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't are think so. Are there multiple so. human centipedes? Yeah, oh, you better this believe there a, are. Because this was Jesus a cult Christ. hit, he could jump off to, you know, second sequence and uh, whatever it was. I'll also, I was going to bring up a little bit of trivia from a, 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 he, a guest on our show, a friend of mine, Chase, is the uh, in the poster of this movie. That's Not right. in the movie, but he is the guy, the middle guy in the human centipede poster, which I just and he didn't know that's what really the, the image was going to be used for. No, he just did like a Craigslist photo shoot. <laughs> <laughs> what? And it was the human centipede poster. One of my favorite bits of trivia. That <laughs> rocks so hard that you could just go to a Craigslist photo shoot and then you're the human centipede for life. <laughs> yeah. Pretty, Pretty wild. Uh, this movie has a 49% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is honestly pretty high, higher than I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> it is pretty high. <laughs> it has a 33% on Metacritic and a 4.4 on IMDb. The budget was $1.5 million and it made 252000 in theaters, but went on to make $3.6 million in DVD sales. I got to say that that number feels so low based on the, the massive reputation of this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised. I thought I kind of thought it was like a sleeper hit. Like it was like the central concept is so powerful that no one could ever forget it. So everyone has heard of this and knows what it's about. Yeah. But three million bucks like that's nothing. That feels like no one has actually seen this. Yeah, that's a good point. Sammy, you single handedly contributed so much to that. I number. know. <laughs> it's basically just my personal DVD <laughs> collection. <laughs> my... A couple million <laughs> copies of the human centipede. Yeah, your apartment is, it lines the walls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stacks and your stacks. Your wallpaper is stacks of human centipede DVDs. But the director, Tom Six, he apparently contacted a real surgeon for the human centipede design. And so they then marketed this film with the tagline, 100% medically accurate, <laughs> which is not true. That was very funny. Um, but there's another podcast uh, 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 that's 
the hosts are doctors called Hi Everybody, a pad, bad medicine podcast, and they use the human centipede as their baseline for their rating of medical accuracies of films. So, for example, they rated Saw 2 500% medically accurate because it's five times more medically accurate than the human centipede. <laughs> okay, that's fine. <laughs> it just really made me laugh. Um, and Roger Ebert, love to get some Roger Ebert trivia in as often as possible. Yeah. Refused to assign this film a star rating, not to be confused with giving it a zero star rating, which he hands out to the very f- worst films that he sees, uh, saying it does not really matter whether the film is perceived as good or bad. He closed the review by writing the film is what it is and occupies a world where the stars don't shine. <laughs> Oh, damn, right. <laughs> Writing a film review being like, look, it is what it is. <laughs> Whoa. But he's it exactly is what it is. right. What else can I say? Don't you think he nailed it, though? Because it it literally doesn't matter if the film was good or bad. We all know about it because that concept is so strong and, and unforgettable. We didn't know whether the movie is actually good or bad. We just know about what a human centipede is. Yeah, yep. it's true. It's true. Uh, and it, yeah, I mean, it like definitely... <laughs> I can't. I can't believe really I say it. it wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> just right, like right, right. For the record, it, just whenever you're feeling like, like work. stressed <laughs> during the retelling, just remember it wouldn't work. It wouldn't well, actually work. It wouldn't work. Well, on what level are you work. asking? This is like in the same realm of like, could we travel 483 million years? So what, <laughs> what, what is what you got to define? What does work mean? Does that mean? Like you couldn't attach the people because you could, but like the you could attach the people. The surgery so is that, they would is that working? They would die pretty quickly. Yes. Yeah, well, we'll get into mm. whether or not that happens because maybe the movie is actually agreeing with you. Mm. Oh my god! I can't believe we have to do this. <laughs> How long is this movie? Ninety minutes. Ninety minutes ish. Yeah, it Great. was a tight ninety. Flew by. It absolutely flew by. <laughs> I just remember I I saw the trailer for this. It's kind of like it's like where you were on really like huge pivotal a momentous it's days. Just I remember into your brain. I remember the day I saw the trailer for this movie. I was in college, and I remember afterwards sitting alone on my dorm bed, just being like, "Fuck, I'm never going to be able to stop thinking about this. Like, this is in there. <laughs> my whole life is ruined. It's in there. It's never getting out. There's nothing I can do. I. It's. It was. It's deeply implanted. And I remember feeling like existentially, like, like really upset about it. And I still feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> and you were right. Your younger self was Would right. Would it help you to think about what if it were Hiller? <laughs> that, that honestly help does help. That helps a li- little bit. It does help a little bit. Because everybody is Hitler in this uh, movie. That helps, that helps a little bit, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of the trailer, <laughs> shall we watch it? Yeah. Okay, you guys. Yes. Um, I was wondering if I could get driving directions to a nightclub called Hello, sweetie. No, we're in Germany right now. Maybe we can talk to you later. All right, we miss you. Bye, Amy. Bye, sweetie. I think we're supposed to turn. I thought you knew exactly where we were going. What was that? Something to drink. 
Um, we, uh, we are on a road trip through like Europe. A, yeah. Can you call uh, the emergency car service for us? You have a really lovely home. Via the gastric system, <laughs> the human centipede sequence. <laughs> we start with cutting the ligaments of the kneecaps. Come to here! any of it i didn't watch any of it i just watched your reactions you, just I didn't watch your it. Eyes. you cheated I, you cheated i screamed that's horrible this is the worst thing i've ever seen <laughs> you saw it for two minutes they there is 90 minutes of that movie that exists i i have no memory watching this trailer it was pretty amazing they did actually show it at the end they showed a glimpse of the centipede there at the end just flashing it on the screen so you have a little taste like yes it does happen it's peak. not just that the doctor's working up to it, he does actually do it in the movie. They 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 show that the trailer fucked me up when I saw it before, and I was a triggered seeing the beginning, just the opening ten seconds. I was like, oh no! Like that's the first time I've I've been like, no, I simply will not. I did not watch a frame of it after the first ten seconds. <laughs> you guys, oh. you guys, uh, uh, Emily, you feel like uh, good? No, it, <laughs> the, seeing that flash, seeing that flash. See, that's in there now. It's never it's not going to be there. You it's saw worse it. than I thought I thought I knew. <laughs> I thought I was ready. Ew. The drawing of the butthole with the little dots around it, like of where the incision is going to be. I don't know why that really got me this time. Just like, here's where we'll cut oh, around the butthole. Sammy. I, I, I find it funny. I'm sorry. I don't know. I You guys didn't find it funny at all? <laughs> I found it. I found it a little funny. I, I, I did find it a little funny, but but then I, then I had to see it. The drawings to me are very very funny, and it actually helped me watch the movie a lot because the movie is badly made, and yes. that actually yeah, that actually really helped me watch the movie. The bad production value took me out of it a little bit and bad helped acting. me. It helped me, the bad acting, oh, yeah. it helped me watch it sort of as a filmmaker or, or whatever, just wa- just watching the film technique on the screen instead of the story. It helped take me out. It protected me a bit. And mm-hmm. the drawings are okay. a key piece of that because the idea that this very accomplished surgeon who is supposed to be known for taking apart Siamese twins successfully in a benevolent way, the idea mm-hmm. that he would make these drawings to illustrate his pet project 
Right, this is a doctor? In the most childish, they look like a first grader made these drawings. It's insane to me. It's insane that this is his anatomical representation as a medical professional of what he's going to do. It looks like somebody did it with a crayon. It's so juvenile. He draws eyeballs, but no other... It looks like Gumby or some kind of cartoon character. Yes, not labeled with any body parts other than like the other than the kneecap. Nothing. He calls the kneecap the patella, and other than that, he's not not doesn't use any terms. <laughs> the thing that was really funny to me: these childish drawings are his roadmap to making his like life goal. <laughs> that is very oh funny. I, yeah, I liked the acting being bad. I think is helpful, and I'll try to keep that in mind. I really liked in the trailer. He goes, "Your tourists," <laughs> and he's like grabs the couch, like yes. He is also very scary looking. He looks he, like a man you wouldn't trust. Yeah, for sure. I'll yeah. talk about that when well as we go through the movie, so that everybody okay. in the audience can sort of like get an understanding for like what's really on the screen. It's like it would have been oh much God. scarier right, guess, if it was big budget. We, we got to just rip the band. Off, yeah, we guys. gotta just fucking do it. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. We, we came it. here to do a job 
and it's time. Mm -hmm. I feel ready. Okay, there's the movie opens with kind of a cold open, like a roadside scene before we meet our our heroines, the tourists that you saw in the trailer, right? Those, those are the people that we're supposed to identify with, these two young women. Okay, but before we meet them, <laughs> before we, keep in mind, this is a low-budget movie, so it's very few locations. So the, the movie starts <laughs> off with this like cold open a roadside where we see the doctor, and he's in a car uh, that has just pulled off the highway, and he's staring, <laughs> he's staring <laughs> sentimentally at a photograph that he has of a canine centipede that he obviously has made like if you're in the audience watching this movie you already know what the movie is about and sure enough here's a photograph in the opening seconds of three rottweilers ass to mouth (laughs) (gasps) oh my god dogs are already involved and the doctor's looking at a photograph of these three dogs yes he's wiping away a tear it's maybe (gasps) maybe he looks a little sad. The implication is posthumous. Like he centipeded yes. these three dogs and they've died from it. And he's sentimentally looking at the dog photo and then centipeded. <laughs> <laughs> that he centipeded the three dogs. You can just see their little snouts tucked into each other's butts. Uh-huh. It's like a back photo in the, his backyard or something. But uh, the But the scene is taking place on the side of a highway and then a truck pulls over so that a truck driver can go pee-pee. It's, it's insane to me that this truck would pull over right next to this other abandoned car. That like, <laughs> There's many, many details like this that don't make... <laughs> like, like one plus one does not equal two in a, in a lot of scenes here. But yeah, anyway, this agreed. trucker gets out to go take a dump. The trucker hops out <laughs> and goes behind a bush with a roll of toilet paper, strongly signaling and foreshadowing people taking dumps in this movie. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe this. And the doctor hops out with a rifle. And then the scene cuts and so strongly implying that he's shot this trucker dead is, mm-hmm. is what you're to understand at the close of this like cold open scene. Then we're into the main plot, which is like hard cut to random ass hotel where you saw this in the trailer where the two girls are like ready for a night out. They it's like such strong, bad exposition on the phone with their friend. We're in Germany, Amy. Didn't I tell you <laughs> that we're alone as tourists? And the other ones on the other ones on the phone to the front desk being like, how do I find the nightclub bunker? We want to go to the club. So they get they're kind of like dressed up to the nines and the third scene is like they're immediately like in the car again completely insane to me that we are to understand that they're going to a nightclub clearly in berlin or some major city or something but the driving scene is they're in the middle of the woods there's so you you go from downtown you leave the city you go through the forest <laughs> you come back Exactly right. That's exactly right. She just got directions on how to get to the famous club, the bunker. And those directions included you're driving through the Black Forest. (laughs) Going to Dusseldorf, Germany. Uh, But, you know, you don't see the hotel outside of the hotel room. Again, this is like an example of like they had two locations, just Mm -hmm. like doctor's house and the hotel room. So they're in the woods and... Uh, immediately get a flat tire in in the middle of the woods. They pull over and oh, they can't they can't make a call. They just call the rental car company. 
I can't get a signal. And the other girl goes, <laughs> but you Christ. always have a signal. So, <laughs> something about that line really laid me on. Imagine being known, being known in your friend. <laughs> it's always having a signal. <laughs> you always have five bars. Oh, oh Sammy you... always has a signal. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Anyway, there's a too. really there's a really stupid s- scene that then happens which is one car pulls up next to them, you know, like a potential rescuer perhaps. So they roll down their window and it's this a very gross pervy old fat German man who begins mm-hmm. to speak to them in German that they don't understand. Don't I have horny video of you at my house? You're always wet. <laughs> Talking to these two damsels in in distress. It's kind of, Is that subtitled? Yes. So he's yeah, subtitled. We so we Great. get to read it. Perfect. And then I think the girls eventually like like latch onto one word. Like he says something like, um, he uses the word fucking like can I don't know if he wants to fuck them or something, but they like look it up. They're like, feek, feek. What, what does that mean? And they they find out it means fucking. And they're like, he said fucking. He said fucking. Roll up your window. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sammy, why like the rest uh, of his vibes? Why is fine, that though? scene? I mean, I guess it's a horror movie. So you just gratuitously put in like the scary scenes or I don't know in cabin in the woods terms, he's like the harbinger, you know, mm, <laughs> you right. know? like something, yes. something bad is a coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, even though the horror that awaits them is not necessarily sexual, but um, they roll down, they <sighs> roll up their windows and he just doesn't really harass them further. He leaves and mm-hmm. that's it. It's just sort of like, this is like literary foreshadowing, I guess, but it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of lame. But the, the so the bad choices you know that sort of like you're shouting at the screen, kind of like "Don't go in the garage." Yep. You know the guy, the killer from Scream is in there. The, these just keep <laughs> piling up because, like, if say if you got a flat tire, even if you're not confident in how to change the tire, you would attempt it, right? You would attempt to change the tire, maybe. Anyway, mm-hmm. let, then let's say okay, well, they, so they don't do that. They say no, we, I can't change the tire. Well, they're not even going to try. But but let's say you had to hike for a rescue. Would you hike through the black woods or would you hike down the road where you might see another car or a house? They like head straight into the woods. Option B, option B. Yeah, they go straight into the woods and, of course, get into a fight because they're lost. I'm trying, okay? Well, I'm staying right here. What? No. You're not going to... An insane thing to say. I'm just going to... I'm giving up here in the middle of the woods. Oh, they're already in the middle of the woods. And then she's like, no, I'm going to stop. Yeah, she's throwing Definitely a little Definitely want to be on the road, you guys. Or just like wait till the sun comes up. Totally. That's actually a very reasonable suggestion at this point. That, mm-hmm. Like they could have they could have waited probably it's only five or six hours till dawn. No, they're just hiking through the middle of the woods. They see a mysterious <laughs> light and they follow it. And now they're at the doctor's house. And there's this absolutely sick shot as they come into the front yard to knock on the door of who of course is going to be the demented doctor's house uh there's quick close-up on a little gravestone in the front yard that says meine liebe treihund my my sweet three dog <laughs> my sweet three <laughs> my sweet three dog <laughs> 
<laughs> his precious three dog is buried in the front yard, and I'm now <laughs> with the gravestone, and I'll never get over it, imagining that he is like so precious and loved. He loved his three dogs so much that he murdered it gruesomely by attaching it. Attaching them ass to mouth to each other. Also, who had to make that headstone? Like, someone had to, like, engrave that in there. And they were like, what's this guy's deal? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now they're ringing the doorbell of the mad scientist. And, I mean, there's no... This guy has no duplicity about him. He's just bad. There could have been a version where, like, he's grandfatherly and welcoming. And so it makes sense that they would go in to receive comfort and like a cozy blanket or something but this movie doesn't engage in that he is utterly terrifying from second one he appears on screen his face the skin is like drawn taut on he looks like a skeleton he looks like a skeleton covered in parchment is the look of this guy yep. there's even though this is the only house they've come across like there's no chance that they would not peace out the other way running Full speed. Huge, big, unblinking eyes. <laughs> St- Jet black hair. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like very eager for them to come inside, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like takes the measure of them in a really creepy once over way. Ew. And then they're soaking wet. And so the mascara running all over the place and everything. And they come in and, uh, you know, he's he's pissed about it. Like he's not even pretending that he's going to be friendly to them. <laughs> Uh, and they ask him to call the car, the car company. So he just goes in the kitchen and fakes a phone call, just his side of the phone call. <laughs> like, yes, I have two girls here. Please send a car. <laughs> and they're in the living room, meanwhile, just doing exposition for the audience, like unnecessarily saying to each other, at least he's calling the car company for us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what is he also doing while he's in the kitchen is dropping roofies in their water. Of course. Yes, but of course. So now we're, so now we're really getting into it. As he sits with them, he like hands them their waters and sits back down and he says, we know, hopefully he says, are you two relatives? And they say no. And he looks kind of sad by that. And I think it's because he's like looking for blood matches. (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh just friends but he figures out they're tourists and he's his vibe is so crazy tells him he doesn't like humans yes yeah who he's trying to keep them in there presumably for at least a few minutes until he can like do his dirty yeah why lead off with i despise you and your kind (laughs) (laughs) the whole thing is loony to me and sammy help me decipher what happens next because the one girl they're almost interchangeable to me i I, I really have forgotten their names but the one girl the roofie starts to affect her and the other one maybe is like starts to catch wind and she runs he catches her and then like jabs her in the back of the neck with a syringe why does that happen what is the deal with the injection I don't know. I think it's just another form of knocking like him a out. Yeah, another tranquilizer thing that he, he felt like <sighs> the plan. roofie wasn't kicking in fast enough or that, yeah, just to like stop her from getting away. I'm a little confused. So the three dog mm-hmm. thing, yeah. he loved those three dogs, not like he loved them separately. And then like, like I'm a little mm-hmm. confused because if he despises humans... Why would he do the same thing to humans that he did to his beloved three dog? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? 
Like what's this is you're beginning to get to the core of the philosophical holes that we're dealing with here. But, <laughs> okay. but I'm glad you brought it up because it, they ha- the movie has strongly signaled his affection for the dogs. And yet he right. did kill them. But I guess it was like they died in service of his real dream. Like they're the test subjects. Right. OK. For his larger yeah. plan, which is to human centipede the entire human race. Yeah. Or at least your <laughs> human centipede somebody, you know, just <laughs> he wanted it's anybody, anybody. <laughs> OK. And he was just trying to centipede somebody out here. Yeah. Just let me centipede. centipede her. I hardly know her. Jesus Christ (laughs) The guy or lady that will stay at the bar too late Because they're just horny You know like this guy is horny for centipeding For sure Mm -hmm. Whoever whoever he Mm -hmm. can get To make this thing a reality But yeah the dog the dog stuff is like you don't don't pick at the philosophy there or or really I won't dig deeper unravels but there is more dog stuff coming up anyway um <laughs> so then it's kind of like cut to the next morning like they, they're because yeah. they're just out they're fully roofied they wake up in the you know vile basement lab where they are buckled onto mm. like strapped down to uh hospital beds and this is actually kind of rad reveal in the third hospital bed is the trucker he didn't get shot to death like you thought. Mm. He w- must have been tranquilized. It was a tranquilizer rifle. And mm. so he's mm. trapped there to complete the, the trio. The doctor find- has his three prisoners ready to go. But in that same scene, as the doctor finally enters, and they're all screaming. Now the, now the girls see the doctor come in. And so the whole scene is just them s- screaming through their gags you know just like that horrifying horrifying sound of like what are you doing this doctor pays them no mind and just goes over to the trucker and just sort of like takes him in basically and then just decides like this big german you know burly fatso is just too big and he just goes like you're not a match and then just immediately kills him with a lethal injection (gasps) just murders the trucker he's like i got he's like i have one pair that matches I, wow. uh, but it's off. I need a third that matches. Yeah, I'll keep the two that match. Okay. I'm, I'm getting rid of this one. Sure. And he just injects him with some poison. The guy instantly dies. Wow. Woo. Wow. Okay. Yeah. He got lucky. Yeah, he really got lucky. Uh, you know what? You're right. You know what? You're right. Yeah. He was not at the time. He was not psyched, but he also didn't know what was in store. He didn't know what was coming. Also, what is this doctor doing? Just sitting around waiting for people to show up at his house to be subjects? That's a great question. It's like he obviously went out to get to the truck. Like like he must have gone through. This is not elucidated in the movie, but we can infer that he had successfully gone through his test subject with the the three dog. You know, as much as it pained him, he successfully made it through that experiment and now was finally ready to achieve his dream of human centipede. And so he just went out in the field. Trucker is like the first guy he found, tranked him, Mm -hmm. brought him home, Mm -hmm. buckled him in, Mm -hmm. was probably going to go out the next day to snag another trucker. Lo and behold, this the, the pair of matched tourists showed up at his doorstep. So he gets he happily is adjusting the plan to meet their physical stature so it's what, airtight so far medically accurate yeah yeah that's medically accurate <laughs> <laughs> that's what a doctor would do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doctors everywhere nodding their heads to this like yeah he wasn't a match had to off it <laughs> <laughs> i i would have done the same 
<laughs> I've done this many times. Uh, so then it's kind of like quick cut through like, okay, he's burying the trucker in the backyard in a body bag for some reason. Uh, another night passes and hard cut to like the driveway the next day. So I feel like maybe even as many as 36 hours may have passed. And he, sh- he shows up with uh, another prisoner. Mm-hmm. You don't get to see the entrapment, but he just shows up with basically a smaller man, a Japanese man <laughs> who is of smaller stature that he believes he can match to the girls. This guy's tranquilized. He pulls him out of the car and straps him into the bed. And now we are into the crucial <laughs> scene of the trailer, which is for some reason, the doctor feels obligated to give them a PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> 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 I mean, that does make it way more horrifying to know in advance what's going to happen to you. And he has to put on his, like, villainous-looking lab coat for it. He, like, dresses up into a a lab coat that's... Well, it's the day of the big show! It's it's excellent. The lab coat is absolutely iconic. Like, throat-to-knees-length... It's like a Soviet military style <laughs> coat. I don't know. But there's something about the the victims here standing in for the audience where like he needs to explain for them the same way that like a Batman villain would be like, I'm going to dip you into this vat of acid, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) So he's using an overhead projector from the 80s where they've got the transparencies and he's drawn on it with the (laughs) Sharpie. So those childish drawings from the trailer are stuff that this doctor supposedly has hand done (laughs) to explain to his own victims how he's going to attach their sphincters to... He's going to cut off the lips of the one behind him and then suture them together. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The first thing he's going to do, I have to share all of this with you because this is the most horrible stuff. If I forget something, Sammy, please jump in. But he's Mm -hmm. like, the first thing you must do is sever the the patella ligament so that the leg may not extend. Sort of like, <gasps> that's not, honestly like if I had to guess what the human centipede was, I wouldn't have come up with that. Like I, you get the whole ass to mouth thing, but the knees is a sort of interesting detail oh, that like he doesn't want them part. to be able to stand up or kick or whatever. So they're forced to be like slithering on the ground. So he cuts the, the knee ligament is ew, the first ew, thing ew, he ew, cuts. Ew. Then he cuts your lips off and he rips out all your teeth so that you're... <laughs> So that you don't want to accidentally bite the, you know, rectum of somebody in front of you. So he's going to pull out all their teeth as a mad, as a mad dentist. And then Sammy's favorite illustration is the dotted line, the unnecessary dotted line around the hand drawn picture of a sphincter to indicate that he's actually going to cut your sphincter out to and then sew that to the severed lips. Right. So it's just a contiguous tube. And then another detail. Medically is accurate. A hundred percent. There was another detail I didn't expect, which is, I guess, cutting. Did I get this right? He's going to like cut a flap of skin from the buttocks to then suture to the face, like to the cheeks of the person behind, like a chin strap. Yep. You nailed it. Like, uh, yeah, sort of like... Um, like a, a kerchief that a bank robber would wear, but it's flaps of skin from the butt cheeks of the person in front of you. Emily's face. She's so <laughs> mad. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I think it's when you started talking about the presentation and the PowerPoint that 
I've, I fully started disassociating. <laughs> I'm fully disassociated now. And I feel, a, I feel ready for what's next. I can see that you're leaving your body. I really like to be reminded of those little projectors with transparency. Yeah. You remember those? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm so nostalgic. What a nostalgic it's item. They stuck around for a long like time. Reflecting on that. Um, okay. Okay. My least favorite part so far is taking out all the teeth. I, I, I really don't I like I don't love the stuff with the knees either. And I got to be honest... I also don't love when a mouth is attached to a butthole, too. That doesn't sound too great. Sure, that's definitely up there with stuff you hate. Yeah. I hate the dental stuff. Doesn't everybody have, like, such a strong phobia with teeth? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, that's horrifying to me. And you can imagine the pain, too. Do you have teeth dreams, Evan? Um, I haven't. You know, my wife does. That's, like, recurring nightmare for her is losing her teeth. And yep. it's supposed to be symbolic. of. Are you guys dream guys? Like, what is that symbolic of if you're... Losing your teeth. Losing your control, dreams. right? Losing control. No, teeth is, it, uh, teeth is supposed to be vanity. Oh, it is? But it's like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of stuff comes down to losing your teeth. I think yeah. it's, yeah, been really. Could be more flavors of self-esteem. Thought of as both. <laughs> it, could be, it could be either yeah. one. As everything. Yeah. Teeth dreams. We all have teeth dreams. I have teeth dreams Sammy all the time. Has them yeah, a lot, I have them all the time. I have them so much that I like know that I'm dreaming when they're happening. You you went lucid. You have them so often they went lucid. I can't really do anything about it. I just I'm like aware that it's a dream, but then sometimes I'll then because I can't your brain tricks you and participate wakes you up. Then I'm like, oh no, it's like actually real this time. That happens to me in nightmares sometimes too, where my brain goes, it's okay, it's a nightmare, and then you like wake up or you like recognize and you're like, oh no, this but this time it's real. It's usually a nightmare, but right now it's really happening. <laughs> That's not fun. Have a brain to do. Mm-mm. Um. So is is that the entirety of the presentation? Is the presentation? Yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like I feel like I've actually given the PowerPoint, and I should be like, now's the time for a Q and A. Do you guys have any questions? <laughs> yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot of questions. Yeah. Now it's there's three of us, so now it's time for us to be centipeded. <laughs> oh my god! What if this is a Sammy? That's not a funny joke. <laughs> Sorry, Henley. It's not funny. Oh, so he god. does sum it up. There's really funny closing where he's like, "When you finally create a single gastrointestinal passageway, and then I will have achieved the human centipede first sequence." And just says the title of the movie right out like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it's so corny, but yeah, but yeah, delicious. And they're just screaming the whole time, like, you're going to do this, this. The Japanese guy is screaming in Japanese with with subtitles. And then that's kind of it. Like, a hard cut to they start the operation the next day. Like, the next oh, morning, Jesus like, Christ. for breakfast, they get general anesthesia. Oh, my God. Oh, my and God. So I hate it. Then we're kind of at, like, the midpoint of the movie here, and... And they go, like, they go into it. This is the worst part of... Wait, 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 wait. You skipped something. Sorry, did I miss something? Because it's so stupid, and so I have to talk about it, because this whole sequence is so dumb. He first, like, tries to... He anesthetizes. That's a tricky word. (laughs) Oh, yes, thank you. Yeah, this is crucial. Thank you, Sammy. Everyone but... uh, Her name's Lindsay, one of the girls... As he's anesthetizing the other people, she she's slightly more main charactery than the other one. Yeah, and she gets out of her cuffs. She's able to break out, and she gr- runs out of the bed, uh, out of the hospital bed. And the while IV he's injecting thing, the other ones, right? He's distracted by injecting the yes. other ones or something like that. This one, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but this actually laid me out on the floor laughing because. <laughs> When she left, we just watched this horrible presentation and 
then he comes in <laughs> he comes in like the next morning to anesthetize them and she gets so scared she realizes it's happening she gets so scared she panics she's like i've got to get out of here and she unbuckles herself i lost it because at this point she's been buckled in the bed for two days yeah, she should have been least. trying that yes constantly he he was at least gone for hours getting the Japanese guy and then he's let them sleep a night after the presentation even until now she knew what was coming at least the whole night the idea that her teeth could reach the buckle and that was unbuckleable <laughs> and she hadn't done it yet was <laughs> utter lunacy to me like imagine how hard you would be work- he left you alone for a few minutes imagine how hard you'd be working to get out of there the idea that she just thought of it right then at the last <laughs> second to try it I lost it but anyway, <laughs> anyway, so for the purposes of this movie, she got out right at that moment. Yeah. She, and there's a gross shot where as she's jumping out of the bed, the IV rips out of her arm. And I don't know. I feel like I'd never Ew, seen that, that before. And it like shows the blood like squirting out. It looks bad. Ew, yuck, yuck, yuck. Um, and then this like very stupid chase ensues where, again, she's making a lot of really not great decisions she doesn't know she is um and she runs into his room and rather than and he has a photo of the three dog on his nightstand which is very funny (laughs) 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 and she locks the door and hears him coming and banging on the door and rather than i don't know looking around for anything either a weapon or another way out she just stares at the door in fear and yells at him, you're a madman. What are you? Like, you need help. It's like, the, the, it that's whole conversation around. that they're having is insane. Why is she saying, you're a madman? Also, why is he saying, open up? <laughs> <laughs> that's the bit you guys saw in the trailer. Like, nothing is going to come of this. You know, <laughs> but yeah, she clearly should have been looking for a letter opener or something. She did find the lamp and she's trying to, she's going to try to break the window. But just as she tries to break it, sure enough, he comes around to that same window and shoots it out, I think. With his- um, yes, he shoots it out. And then she, so she runs back into the house. She opens the bedroom door, runs back into the house and runs to a. he has a pool, an indoor pool. He has a little Ooh. indoor swimming pool. Yeah, it's luxurious. Wow. Fancy house. And yeah. does she jump into the pool? <laughs> wow. I can't remember now how yeah, she I gets it's in sort the of pool. Like, I don't remember either, but I think falls, she's sort maybe. of surprised. Like, well, yeah, you burst through the door. She's going top speed and doesn't realize there's about to be a pool right in front of her. You, you, <laughs> sure, not you assume fair. it's like the mudroom or something. <laughs> yeah. So she goes straight into the pool and then, you know, he catches up immediately and he hits some button where there's like a lid on the pool that looks like sort of like Venetian, cover. It's like a cover mm. that's like Venetian blinds closing on the top of this pool. Mm. And this is absolutely sick line where he's he's got her. He's trapping her now. Right. And he's going to shoot her with the tranquilizer gun, I guess. Well, but boy, but the funny part is, is like he's gotten so pissed that he has to chase her all this way that he screams at her. You are now the middle piece. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. No. The worst possible punishment. That's your punishment for running is now you get to be the worst segment of the centipede. <laughs> oh my God. Um, 
I was hazy on what happened next, which it's is just such, something... it's a really long sequence of her trying all these failed attempts to get away from him. And they're not particularly scary or stressful. And so I, I just wanted to yeah just point them out because they're so forgettable. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right, because I never believed she was actually going to no. get away. But there's something that happens here right after he yells at her where there's like a power outage or something. That's yeah, and he's a, like, like oh, kind of unexplained. Go and leave why does he <laughs> why does he leave the room that's stupid but then she, then she gets out of the pool when he's like i guess i gotta go flip the breakers and <laughs> and then she stupidly goes back down to like help the buddies i mean i guess it's oh. i guess it's noble but no you I gotta get out no. of there I, I, yeah, i'm gonna run, tell you, you guys run. right now if we're ever in this situation run. you have my permission run. to run straight to the police that yeah. is the run correct idea the most the most likely way to save us is getting the cops right you yep anyway she goes back down there like a total boob had the opportunity to leave goes back down to help her buddy loudly kicks a metal bowl across the floor (laughs) so he knows exactly where she is pulls her buddy out of the bed now she's dragging you know 130 pounds of human like there's literally no way you'll ever make it up the stairs and out of this house dragging anesthetized dead weight this will never happen (laughs) for you this will never happen for you and i don't think it's physically possible she can make it up the stairs but in the movie they just jump cut past it and she's got her out the front door in the driveway going one mile an hour and then sure enough he shoots her with a tranquilizer gun and it's over it's also like he needs three people to do this so if you just Haul ass out of there. He's got to wait anyway. Yeah, good point. Great great point. Always thinking strategically. Great point. And you're like totally dialed into the logic of this madman. Like two people does not equal a full centipede. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> it's not even worth attempting with two. Yeah, it's not not even worth trying. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't add up. It's just like. the fun isn't there. It takes the fun out of it. Yeah. But yeah, then then we go into the surgery scene. I think it yeah just cuts Ugh. and cuts back You're to right. she's tranquilized, oh so he is able to get her back down into the surgery room. Oh my god, am I taking too long going through every insane de- detail? No, 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 and also Evan, like no, you said, you hated body horror. I cannot believe that you sat through this and watched this. Did you watch it by yourself? Did your wife watch any of this with you? No, she couldn't possibly. She she was very <laughs> against. She was even actually a little mad at me for watching it she's like why are you <laughs> i would have been mad i would have been mad at tim for watching it too 100 percent. and i was staying up late last night to watch it she's like i'm gonna go read my book i'm clearly disgruntled and i'm regretting it but it did actually help me to think of it as homework like i'm remembering this mm-hmm. you know making some mm-hmm. making you're studying making it. some notes is helping offer me a degree of remove mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. happening on, on screen and thinking and thinking like filmmaking forward you know like imagining ah oh, this kneecap was probably made of silicone so that they could hide <laughs> the blood packet underneath you know there's like a little economies of like well they never show the lips while they're cutting they always turn the camera back to the doctor <laughs> oh but these God. are all like just trying to get cerebral about it so that i didn't have to face the visceral horror because it was an extended surgery sequence like that's the next thing that's the next Ugh. thing that happened is an extended surgery sequence where it starts off with them asleep he's marking incision lines on their face exactly like it was illustrated in the kindergarten powerpoint Mm -hmm. then he's pulling teeth you see him ripping teeth with pliers he drops them in a bowl with a metal clink 
you know, then it's a close up uh. of the knee. He's slicing underneath the kneecap. Uh. You know, you're seeing him slice. No. This is like no. major body horror time. Just putting it in your face. Like you hate to think oh about bodies God. getting cut open. Now look at this. Uh, for some reason, they pause in the middle of the operation to have two workmen come to the house and replace the plate glass window. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I lost it when that happened. Like he made an appointment for Safe Light Glass to come to his house. And they like, <laughs> yeah, when did he take the time to make the And call? they rang the doorbell like they didn't show the doorbell ringing. They just hard cut to the window, you know. But I'm just imagining him hearing the doorbell like while he's slicing the kneecap. And it was like, oh, God, like, oh, I got to take a break. Oh, all right. Oh, it's my appointment. Um, Evan, but, can I ask you? This is a really crazy yeah. question, but I feel like the way that he cut those butt flaps was the wrong way. <laughs> I feel like what? they were Sammy, Come on. I was like, this, Sammy. this isn't going to work. <laughs> what? Backwards? Uh, My 100% medically accurate alarm bells were ringing at this moment. <laughs> because he cuts them in a way that I don't think would attach to the person's face. If I correctly understand okay. the goal, it would be to take the the flaps of skin from the butt onto the next person's face. Is that right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, and he's doing it the opposite yeah, so way? To, like, act as a, to act as a binding, you yes. know, like that you can't just rip your mouth off. You know, this is going to be stronger than your ability to rip away. <sighs> yes, so, but he but, cuts so what them in a see? direction where they would... You're talking about the direction of the triangle. Yes, I feel like they would flip up so that the insides were on the outsides like it wouldn't be able to mm. connect properly right. like he should have done it the other direction if he wants those to to connect to the cheeks <laughs> that's a great catch because you know to be medically accurate you want to believe that this doctor really... took me right out of it right, it took me right out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you put epidermis on epidermis well, it's mean, not going to take here's where you lost me <laughs> <laughs> this triangle is oriented all wrong to get the sutures to take. It's not going to work. Mm, that's a great catch. But I have to say, for anyone watching this movie, you are grabbing onto the... It helps to take yourself out of it. It helps to mm -hmm. notice that yes. and be like, all right, 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 right. This isn't real. If it were real, the doctor wouldn't make that error. Am I right also that there is no music in this scene? I think you're right. Yeah. There's not too much music in the movie, honestly. True, but, but it just is, but, uh, you know, we're just hearing the sound effects of these things, of the teeth being pulled, <gasps> of the flesh being cut. Okay. Yeah. We all come home after a long day of work, and what's the first thing we do? We take off our bras, because they are uncomfortable and constricting, and we're just ready to get out of them by the end of the day. Well, what if I told you that Skims has changed all that? Skims has done the impossible and created an underwire bra that I actually forget that I'm wearing. I didn't think anybody could do it. You guys obviously know how much I love Skims. I have tried many of their other products. I've never been disappointed, but I, yeah, just don't normally love an underwire bra. I prefer bralette, but I've loved everything else I've gotten so much that I thought, you know what? Why not try an underwire bra from Skims? Let's just see. And they did it. They did it, folks. They created my favorite underwire bra I've ever worn. I have the weightless scoop bra. It has this nice like mesh material that's supportive and comfortable, breathable, but still very sexy. And yeah, like I said, I, I do genuinely forget that I'm wearing it. And that is very rare. I, you know, I'm a broken record over here. I love skims. I love skims. I'm sorry. That's just the, the cold hard truth. 
I will shout it from the rooftops because I want everybody to know. I want everybody to share in my joy and my comfort. So shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H, plus get free shipping on orders over $75. And if you haven't yet, be sure to let them know that we sent you after you place your order, select podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Sammy, <laughs> we fucking get it. The surgery scene ends after like the play glass and stuff. You never see him actually doing stitches with lips to anus. In fact, there's Great. very, you don't see much of that in the movie in terms of like actual contact from the severed lips to the... Love that for us. Yeah. Love that. So that's a nice perk, but then it... it <laughs> I guess after the surgery, it cuts to like now they're up in the living room in the house, which also actually kind of took me out of it because it's inconceivable to me that yes, the human agree. centipede could crawl up the stairs. Oh, and, they somehow moved up the stairs. Yeah, how'd that happen? And literally get to the loo. I don't even believe that that could happen. The impression we get, yeah, is that they're still knocked out. That he, like, he carried them oh. up the stairs, which even more so impossible because they seem to wake up for the first no time upstairs. That's correct. That's correct. They wake up for the first time. I think he kind of wanted them to be in front of the big mirror in the living room so that they could... <laughs> oh, so they could get the full picture yeah. so they could really see exactly what's happened. So that they could wake up to see themselves in their new and final form. Uh, everyone's crying. He's They're also crying. crying with tears of tear, tears of joy. Who's in front? The Japanese man. The dude is in front. Yeah. And I have to say, also from a filmmaking perspective, this... Is a major problem with the rest of the movie that the protagonist with whom you're supposed to identify now can no longer speak. <laughs> Stuck in the middle of a centipede? As in centipede? Yes. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> it really sucks. We don't even get her face anymore because she's in the butt. Just eyes. The eyes. Yeah, just real Zola, wide there's eyes. so much eye acting. There's a ton of eye acting. Yep. And the most you get at, at several different points from here to the end of the movie, you get the two girls reaching back and forth to hold each other's hands to like oh, connect with each other. Oh, that's so sad. As they're shitting at each other's mouths. <laughs> and, oh my God, I <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't happen yet. This is just like the big reveal to them. He like staged a reveal for themselves. Oh, good. There's so more. So they're crying. He's crying with joy. He says some joyful st stuff that I, I'm kind of failing to remember about. Just basically like, I did like, it. I've like, done oh, it. Yeah. Like, He's like, just really I proud. finally did it. There's really big sutures on their face from where the butt mm. flaps have been sewed to their cheeks. Almost looks like staples. Yeah. They're like. Yeah. He doesn't have to make the sutures so neat, you know, but then, but you can't really see the, what do we call the area of contact where these like severed lips would come into contact with this? We got to, mm. we need to have a name for this, like the point of suction or whatever. You don't actually ever get to see that because they have this big <laughs> they point have, of suction. They have this big gauzy underwear that they're each wearing for some reason, instead of just being naked, they're mostly naked. Uh, but for some reason, obviously we know it's actually for filmmaking reasons. So they don't have to show this and get it exactly Figure right. They just covered up yeah. with a big underwear. So that 
is kind of lame, but also helpful. So it's just muffled crying because you can't actually, you know, their mouths are covered. So how can they bring you? You know, breathing through their noses, I guess. I guess. Yeah, nostrils. But probably not well. I mean, yeah, that's... you pass out pretty quickly, yeah, right? Especially that's with true. physical exertion. You gotta wonder. So he's laughing and crying. Then it's like cut to nighttime. They're in a cage. There's a he has a <gasps> he has a big cage. It's sort of that's like That's unnecessary. They can't even flap around with their flappy little legs. Yeah. I presume the same as the dog cage, probably. So, yeah, it could have been a dog cage. It looks sort of like I don't know something from a sex dungeon, I guess, but it's 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 definitely like large dog sized. Um, and then the next morning, they sort of like cut to the front yard. It's daytime. They've slept through the night, and now they're outside. And this is so stupid, but he has them doing dog stuff for no reason. He's okay. like trying to train them. He's trying to train them as if they're not humans. He like makes the well. Also, didn't they just have a bunch of surgery? Like, don't they need to heal? I don't think that he's worried about them healing or like taking he's care of them. Not concerned about uh, that. No, he's not concerned about that. It's not clear yes. now that he's achieved his like lifelong dream. It's not clear what the end goal is. Yeah, what's to next? Keep them alive forever. <laughs> yeah, maybe he's figuring it out too. Uh, okay, do I want them to be dogs? <laughs> oh, I guess I'll see. That's right. That's exactly right. Like, Shoot, wow, I sort of didn't... I made partner at the law firm. Like, what else is there to live for? I did it. Yeah. I'm at the top of the pyramid. I didn't really think what would happen next. I, finally made... I thought if I just connected them, they'd turn into dogs somehow. That didn't happen. I thought this is what would make me finally happy. <laughs> and so he couldn't think of anything else to do other than like they're on all fours or all twelves in this case. Like let's make them do dog <laughs> stuff. So he just puts a newspaper in the mouth of the Japanese guy and makes him crawl around. It's so stupid. How is this relevant to centipeding? I hated it. <laughs> It's, it's so just so dumb. we get some good looks at 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 the. This centipede. is a human or centipede. Yeah. Oh my god! They were really That's... grasping at like what, at this point, like the characters can no longer speak. What can we make them do? That evening, it's dinner time. He makes them eat from a dog bowl, and by them, I mean you know the guy in front, piece number one. Mm-hmm. He makes him yep. eat from a dog bowl, and that guy takes his shot and and like leaps forward and bites the doctor in the leg and makes him bleed. And of course, Dr. Super Piss so just like kicks the hell out of him. Mm-hmm. And for dinner, he has a symbolic rare steak. Right, right. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, okay, next day. Sammy, am I missing anything here? Nope. Like all the vital details here. So the next day, they're like getting into some more dog training out in the front yard, which is like making me angry at so pointless. But why are we in the front <laughs> yard? Because now they've been centipeded for, you know, about... But I don't know, maybe as much as 36 hours, we finally, we finally made it. And in some sense, like, this is why the movie was made. Like, it finally happened. The guy in front goes, oh, crap, I, I really got a shit. It's coming. Oh I'm about to God. shit. He's screaming, he's screaming oh in Japanese. Oh, my God. I'm going to tune out for this part. But it doesn't matter. Everybody Bye. knows what he's saying. He just starts screaming, I'm about to shit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just screaming, I'm sorry in Japanese. I'm about to shit. And then he's got to, like, pantomime taking a oh my God. dump while the... The middle piece, you know, our friend who tried to escape, she has to like 
act so hard about like just pretending that she's getting just like oh, oh. yeah and remember <laughs> remember the crucial detail that the sphincter was cut out so this guy has no control about pinching it off oh you my know? god oh my god he can't, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. the less detail the better though here yeah he honestly. can't slow roll this he has no control over. Oh my god. He can't he can't pinch, he can't I squeeze. And this. so she has to act so hard to pretend that she's just getting absolutely fire hosed with the dog food <laughs> version of shit. I like oh my god. I'm signing off. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Bye. And this has been fun. The really stupid detail. The really stupid detail, of course, is that, Ugh. of course, the doctor has also been looking forward to this because this is the whole function of like, oh, we made one, right, one this single. This is why he did it. This is yeah. why we did it to make this whole thing work. And so he just starts screaming at the guy in front. Feed her, feed her. <laughs> it's so vile. It's absolutely, it's absolutely <laughs> demonic. And he's so psyched about it. So they kind of linger on that for a minute. And then it's just like hard cut. Now, I I am forgetting something, Samuel. Please, you help me fill in. They do, they do something to make him mad where he threatens them like that he's going to do another operation on them to make it worse. Do you remember what that was about? No, I don't remember. I think I know when he when he bites him, he says, like, I'll pull your teeth out if you do that again. He's it's him like trying to get them into submission, I guess. But I don't remember what they. Yeah, they're just kind of like testing, but they're so physically impaired, like no sane audience member would think that they could ever uh, escape. Right. So the next day he's like doing his uh, constitutional in the pool, but has them on the side of the, the indoor pool in his pool room just. Sitting there, I guess. Hanging like he, out? Yeah, so hanging now out. we're just hanging with the centipede. Now you're just huh? hanging with the centipede at this point because he achieved his dreams and it's just like, now what do you do? And now it's just like a buddy comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, a little friendship montage. It's kind of insane because, like we said, that there is no way that these physically impaired poor people would ever escape, but they, they feel like, okay, this is our shot. He's in the pool. Let's try to crawl out of this room together. Oh I mean, they make it like a couple of feet and then he gets yeah. out and just like whips them with a belt or something sadistic and it's over. It's sort of like just a pointless episode. Like, day in the life of a centipede. Here. <laughs> we went to the pool, we tried to escape, and we got whipped. But then we... <laughs> But then we do co- we do go back to the OR. Like the progression here is like they've been alive as a centipede now for like between three and four days. Yeah, and a couple so there, days. So there has been a progression where we go back to the OR, where he's examining them. And he can see that this was pretty foul, actually, even by Ew, the standards yeah, of this, this movie. Oh, where God, my least no. favorite part. This, okay, the, the what? Okay, the least favorite part's coming up. It, Thank you for the heads up. Somehow it's like I knew that I knew that the poo poo stuff was going to happen. But then in this scene, there's no, like a close-up on number listen. three's face. Not I literally listen. don't remember her name. It was either Jenny or Ashley it's, or... Yeah, Jenny. Uh, she's in the back. She's in the back. So Jenny's Loose. in the back, right? So it's she's a close-up well. of her face infected with pus. That like she has the sutures on her cheek from the butt flaps, right? So all of those sutures are... Uh, infected. Infected and she like Big inflamed. Time. So he's... He's like examining her and squeezing out pus, which looks horrific. Ew! It's so bad. It's just, you really have to try to take yourself out of it and be like, not real, not real. It's 
it's very bad to watch. And he says, you know, something very matter of fact, like, I think you'll die. I may have to replace you. Like, he's just going to cut her off and stick another girl in the back or something. Or something, but like I didn't listen to I didn't listen to any of that. So <laughs> perfect. <laughs> um, Sandy, just like maybe five minutes from now, just just sneak it in when Henley's not expecting it. Just tell her what we just. <laughs> just tell her. I just didn't listen. I just didn't listen. I I watched Emily's face, and then I could tell when it was over. And I just the girl in the back dying. That makes a lot of sense to me that that would happen. Yeah, she, she's really not doing well. She's yes. like turning gray green yeah yeah i mean those wounds are gonna yeah, yeah. immediately get very infected. from the medical standpoint i just don't get it like what is he expecting like why is he thinking like i can't believe you're about to i may have to replace <laughs> you how is this not part <laughs> of the be, plan yeah, he'd be like constantly disinfecting yeah. them and, and also like there's no fucking way she's getting any nutrients from no, twice digested shit <laughs> especially because like, he didn't ew. include any fiber in the diet it's all meat ew Ew. Okay, so then what happens? What happens next? Do we ever get um, puke going in the opposite direction? Oh my god, Emily! <laughs> I'm so glad you asked. Honestly, Emily's. it's like no. Okay, it's I'm getting in the I'm bowing out again. This is the crucial curiosity <laughs> that we need to get listening. to 100% medical accuracy because exactly like how is she not ever gonna. Puke. If she pukes, she's gonna, if, she's gonna if puke. number two pukes up into number one's nope. butt, like it just eventually comes back down, right? But you know, like once it gets down to number three, the consistency is like very puke inducing. That must be happening, but they didn't think to depict it. They did not think to depict because the reverse like, motion. <laughs> sorry, I hate that I'm doing this, but it just feels like if you're going there, if you're making the human centipede, mm-hmm. you gotta, because... Nothing's meant I to wonder go if that. that's in any of the mm-hmm. sequels. I I would think that Maybe. that is a, yeah. that's a great point and they should have thought of that. Thank you. And hopefully they thought of it in time for number 2 and number 3. It calls into question the doctor's bona fides, really. If he hasn't got this down yet. Cuz really what you're talking I, I don't about trust this doctor. what you're talking about is a barf enema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is exact. Yeah, and which couldn't possibly be good. No. Okay. Oh my god, I'm gonna I'm dead. I died. <laughs> The spirit okay. left my body. Okay, it's so, gone. so we're losing, we're losing Jenny. Basically, that's where it's we're at. So bad. I'm feeling a little bit numb right now because watching this last night was so supremely bad. This is one of the worst things I've ever done. And <laughs> so oh my it's, god, Evan, I'm so sorry. I don't know. It's a little bit of like I'm here because misery loves company, but also I have a job to do. Anyway, let's just get let's just get on with it. Yep. So yep. now we're we're finally into a fucking third act pivot. Thank God, the phone rings. But oh, it's not the phone. It's like the intercom. Uh-huh. You know, rings on his wall. Oh, somebody's at the front door. Thank God. It's two cops. They asked to come in. Uh, he's closed the door, so it'll be like cutting back and forth. So you see the centipedes know somebody's at the door. So they're screaming, or I guess the dude is screaming. <laughs> the girls are, <laughs> and the, but the, at least the dude is screaming like, help, help, help. But, you know, as the audience, we know that they can't be heard upstairs. And so it's this very calm interaction that mirrors a little bit the opening conversation with the girls where he's invited the two cops in one little detail that he does that i i just really loved is that before he lets them in he puts the photo on his nightstand into the drawer so that they don't see it he knows (laughs) that's a bit of a red flag yeah you don't want the cops to accidentally see your three the three 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 dogs mein lieber dry hund (laughs) Oh, my Lieber. <laughs> I'll be the same. 
Mein Liebchen. So the cops come in and he offers water. They seem like canny vets that suspect something. And sure enough, he immediately goes into the kitchen to roofie their water. He's like, I'm definitely putting these cops to sleep. Uh, the cops see this empty cage, like off to the side of his living room. Like, <laughs> like, let's call that a red flag. You know, the cops see that and like giving each other the eye, like, hmm, something. There's a cage in here. So then they start interviewing him and they just blatantly say, like, a witness heard the sound of an American woman screaming, like, do you know anything about this? And uh, <laughs> the one, one of the cops, like, takes a sip of the drink, but the, the smarter one doesn't. And the doctor fully loses it in such a stupid way. It's just like so pissed that the guy's not drinking the roofie. They start yelling at him. Like, I'm not going to answer your questions. Drink up. Come on. Have a drink. Drink up. Drink, drink your up. water. Drink your water. Very and suspicious. then get out of here. I don't want you in my house. Drink up. <laughs> drink your water and get out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, keep it together, man. Keep it cool. Girl, you know, he's supposed to be some brilliant uh, physician. Anyway, the there's a tussle and the glass breaks. Then he goes to try to get like the other, the injection version. I don't know how he played it off in the moment. Like why he, oh, he, oh, I know. I, now I do remember. He says, I got to get a towel because we broke this glass oh, and spilled yeah, water yeah, yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Smart. And I mean, if I'm the cops, I'm immediately like. This guy is fucking guilty. We don't have proof, but clearly he's guilty. Like, we're going to cuff this guy. Yeah. Or something. Like if, But they're just chilling. Basically, while he goes to get a okay. syringe, he, he runs back down to the OR to just pick up some major sedative that he's going to come up and jab him with, right? Doesn't he, doesn't he come back <laughs> yep. running? And he even tells the centipede, they're, they're still down there screaming. He even tells them, like, you're going to get two new parts. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? Oh. Doesn't he like announce to them like I'm about to go get you two new buddies? Like I guess the intent was. Oh what do you God. think his plan was there to add parts four and five? Well, or, probably or removing three. Jenny. Yeah, so we're writing off Jenny. Maybe just four. a four. But what about the? Are we? I mean, are these size matches? Do we no longer care about that? Are we building a second centipede? Great point, Emily. Always keeping it dialed in in the world of this operation. You have to work with the rules that the movie has given us. And to me, it feels like breaking rules, but it could be out of desperation. They're clearly not size matches. These are burly Huns. These are like husky, husky middle European, long-haired blonde gentlemen. Yep. Big pieces of meat we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And the Japanese dude in the front of the centipede manages to snag in the, the, the frenzy, manages to snag a scalpel. Awful because the doctor is distracted somewhere somewhere in this sequence. So the doctor comes back up to is brings a towel, but is trying to hide a syringe to like just jab him somehow. And they get into like a legal discussion. Like, do you have the search warrant? This is the pivotal thing to like get the cops to hold off. Do you have a search warrant? And somehow in this conversation, he literally drops the syringe on the ground in front of the cops. <laughs> okay. The fact that the cuffs are not on him at this point is so insane to me, but but somehow he convinces them with his excuse that it's insulin. Pretty genius move. <laughs> this is my mm-hmm. insulin that I happen to be carrying around in an exposed syringe. <laughs> I was hiding earlier, but uh, don't worry about it. I was, uh, yeah. But the cops kind of effectively threaten him like, 
you know what? You're trying to call our bluff. We're going to call the judge right now. We're going to have a search. Like he will, we have enough to go on. The judge is going to give us a search warrant immediately. And we're going to go get one right now. So they go, they do leave the house to like make the call to the judge, right? I have this all in, in sequence, yep, right? Yep, they, yeah, they, they leave, but they're basically like, we're coming right back. So the doctor then starts to hustle. I don't actually know what he wants to do. There's no way he could like get the centipede out of the house. I get, maybe he has some other hidden room where he could like try to hide it. That if they came in to search the house, maybe because they definitely can find the operating room. So maybe he's going to try to tuck them away somewhere. It's not clear, but he is in a rush. He bursts down there and the centipede is not on the operating table as he comes into the room. <gasps> Where's the centipede? Ah, It's gone. Oh, hiding around the corner. And sure enough, stabs him right in, stabs the doctor right in the leg with that scalpel that he palmed, nice. he palmed a minute ago. Nice centipede. Centipede revenge. Stab Good to job. the foot. Ah, he falls to his knees. Bam. Stab to the shin. Like that looks pretty dicey. I have like major leg injury with this one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, our friend, you know, part number one, I don't, the character's really never named. It's just the dude, Mm-mm. the, the yeah. size matched, the size matched dude. Fully lunges out and bites the doctor in the throat. You love to see it. Oh, Just great, bites great. a chunk Good out job. of his neck. You're psyched. Good job. And then it's sort of like, we got to get out of here. And the centipede just starts a crawling. Oh, my God. The, Anytime the centipede is on the move, I am in shock. <laughs> I really don't like it. I really <laughs> don't like shock. it. <laughs> I don't like it in real life, much less the human version. And, of course, they're going slowly and painfully. Jenny is in really bad shape. You know, their patellas are still cut or whatever. They don't got no ligaments in their knees. So they're trying to get upstairs. And there are some pretty gory details that they like got right and by right i mean it's very bad where they've been a centipede now for four or five days and so there's starting to be like lacerations and ripping injuries around the mouth there's a lot of blood on their gauzy underwear it's really it's really gross like you know they're they are correctly estimating how bad these sutures would be doing it's it's uh extremely uncomfortable to look at and the doctor is now chasing them also by crawling because he's been hurt so badly in the leg that Mm. for some reason he's not up and hobbling he's just doing the like military crawl and there's sort of what do we call this close-up where he's crawling up the stairs which are littered with the centipede's blood and he just pauses to do like a really sexy lick of the blood puddle what? Which yeah. is a really what? interesting It's a real twist. Decision. Where like, at no point, this was all an intellectual exercise according to the world of the movie up to this point. But finally here in the third act, they decide to suggest that he's a little horny for it too. <laughs> okay. You know, they didn't do any, there was no rape in the movie. There was no, he didn't do the sexy things, but we've just decided that now he's going to lick the blood and kind of be horny for it while he's okay. chasing with them. It kind of sucked. Great. Perfect. Love, love that. And it, Loved it. Anyway, now, Sammy, help me figure this out. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, in the middle, she's the only one that's been upstairs because she had the little escape thing, the reason she was punished by being in the middle, right? So she yeah, has so some she's memory trying of coming to, like, lead him. Yeah, she's trying to lead him. Like, she'll <laughs> tap, but she can't talk, right? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> and so, oh my I mean, God, it's, oh my God. It's funny oh if it's God. not so 
gross. Like the this like this is comedy. Her tapping him on the side and pointing to the left, and him being like, "Cool, we'll go left." I think she I think she recommended they go to the bedroom oh because I think she knows that the doctor keeps the front door locked that they can't get out of there, and she thinks the window is still broken from before, which is why. Oh, but it has been it, fixed. As we he well was know, on top of that. as we well know, because they cut away to the window workmen, we know <laughs> that they're in for it. And so they crawl all together back to the bedroom <gasps> and cannot get out. Damn it. That's really unfair. That's really, that seems like a step too far. Damn honestly. it. This is yeah. it. This is the step too far. Oh, no. No, I oh. mean that. Oh, that just the, the window. window. Just the window. Yeah, yeah the window is what <laughs> totally over the edge. It sucks. So uh, the doctor's slowly coming. He's crawling like a worm down the hallway. He comes in the room. They grab the bedside lamp somehow, and the the dude starts bashing the window. But you just don't have any leverage when you're on your hands and knees trying to hit a window. You know, you can't use your own way. It's not working. So they manage to crack the window, but they just can't get it done by the time the doctor's actually arriving. And the doctor has the scalpel from the previous mm-hmm. encounter so the japanese guy picks up a shard of glass from the floor that's come off the window and you're like oh hell we're in f- we're in for a crawling knife fight is what <laughs> that's like that's what <laughs> that is what's strongly signaled is that yep. the centipede is about to get into a knife fight on the floor with the doctor who also cannot walk at this point uh i was losing it that this was about to happen but no there's a but it <laughs> The action basically pauses for a long monologue, completely in Japanese, from part number one, our gentleman, number one. our hero, uh, the head of the centipede. He delivers a screaming, crying monologue about how he couldn't have possibly imagined his life would come to this, even though he knows that he's a bad person because he left his wife and child to pursue hedonistic pleasures or something like that and he knows his bad and that is is the doctor god and is the doctor punishing him for uh, what he's done and is this the way that he would be punished and then he cuts his own throat (gasps) oh my god oh my god i oh my god i shouldn't have been shocked at that point in the movie i should not have been shocked but i was I'm shocked. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't. I never expect anyone to slit their own throat, though. I mean, that's like the worst. It seems like a horrible thing to do. Seems like it'd be really hard to do. It'd be really hard hard. just with a piece of glass. But I'm thinking, yeah, I'm uh, the only person who I feel like could get out of this and and maybe have like any sort of life would be the head of the centipede. If I'm middle or end, I'm absolutely killing myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. They heard. That police were upstairs. I just feel like he he called it too soon. It's like right, he could yeah, have he held out a little soon. bit longer. Yeah, he didn't even know what the outcome of that interaction was. He knew so at least somebody's at the door. He didn't know his cops. Maybe he's also doomed the middle because now yeah, she's really fucked now. She can't fucking do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's making this call yeah. for everybody, and that kind of sucks. I was really surprised though. I mean, this was a, this was a major like damn moment <laughs> for me watching this mm-hmm. movie. Just that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't suck for number two. Now she has nothing to suck, I guess. But she is trapped now. So so he's like bleeding out, and she's tr- you know just stitched onto a dead body. Oh my god, this is awful. But the police are back at the door now, and. Oh shit! Oh wow, he really just killed himself moments too soon, right before the police yeah. came. Yeah, and uh, so we're in. You know, the the action is action is quick now. Like the doctor's not. 
going back to the door. He's trying to peace out, but he can't walk. So he's crawling around bloody. The police bang on the door. Eventually they, do they go in the back? They break in the door. They start this really clumsy sweep. I was like, they needed maybe two hours of actors training on like how a police would behave in this scenario. <laughs> Cause there's, it, it's another case of like, this took me out of what should be a really tight ass scene when they're coming around the corner with their guns pointed really clumsily, like not pointing in the right direction. <laughs> if there's, you know how like the SWAT team comes in and sweeps a room in yeah. like a cop show that's getting it right, you know, yep. yeah, with, huh. where you Holding can tell like that, like, yeah, you can tell they're covering more. each other and they're immediately sweeping the room to assess it. These cops are and doing like backs to walls. Yeah, exactly. And, you know. Not leaving, not leaving anything exposed. These cops are doing the opposite of that, like slowly entering a room with their gun pointed the okay. wrong way, like leaving their sides exposed every time. It took me out of it. I was like, these guys are going to get stabbed. And we see cop number two begin to get nauseous from the roofie. Okay. Uh, it's that the roofie is now taking effect as they're beginning this sweep. So the two cops are splitting up throughout the house and we don't know where the doctor went off to, but he's severely injured. So cop number one, who still has his senses, he goes downstairs and sees the operating room. <laughs> he So he finally sees, like, sure enough, this is the guy that is doing a baddie, and it's really bad. <laughs> you know, like, what the... Yeah. I, and I think he just goes, like, damn it. <laughs> Perfect response. You know, this, like, fully kitted out operating room with cutting implements and drugs everywhere. And also, at this point... Damn it. Damn and it. at this point, there's also damn blood it. all over the room because of the fight that just happened in there. So he oh. runs back up and sees the centipede. <gasps> he sees it. He charges oh my God. only now oh have the cops. So God. he charges back up the stairs, makes the left into the bedroom, and there is the centipede with one of them dead in the front, a massive puddle of blood. But he knows he at least has the sense to be like, I'm not trying to drag this out of here. <laughs> Now I've got, I still have something to attend to. So he's kind of like in shock, but, but runs out of there, makes it to the pool room, the iconic indoor pool room. And his, uh -huh. and his buddy is dead in the pool, surrounded by his own roofy barf and his own blood Ew. from being Ew. Uh, shot. So the doctor actually has a real gun, not a tranquilizer gun. And is like hobbled in the corner and has shot cop number two. So just as cop one is making this realization and swivels around, the doctor shoots him right in the gut. And so he screams, ah, but, uh, and I think gets hit a second time. But cop number one is a crack shot. And as he's dying, just nails the doctor right in the forehead. Brains on the wall. Cop number one falls in the pool. Everyone in this room is dead. Whoa. Whoa. I didn't think the doctor was going to die because there are sequels. Yeah. It all happens real quick. You, yep. see, the, <gasps> you see the dead, the what? drugged cop face down in the pool. Blam. Shot to the other cop. Cop sees the doctor. Blam. Doctor's dead. Cop one falls in the pool and drowns and dies. It's over. Everybody's so dead. So centipede's dead too. And then the final scene. We cut back to the centipede in the bedroom. The two girls are still alive, but they're still attached. They can see each other. They can make eye. They can't speak, of course, because <laughs> of the physical realities of being a human centipede. But they can see each other. 
in the bedroom mirror and they plaintively and poignantly make eye contact, wishing that they'd never taken their European road trip. They look at each other fondly and they reach for each other and they hold hands and then Jenny dies from sepsis or something. She just, <laughs> yeah. she just, she passes away spontaneously while they're holding hands and just collapses to the floor and Ashley is now trapped between two dead bodies in a house where everyone else is dead. She is, her mouth is sewn to someone else's sphincter and her sphincter is sewn to her dead friend's mouth and the camera pans <laughs> up to the sky. Fiend. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Oh my God. <laughs> I honestly think what she'll probably survive. Fuck? I feel like her odds are pretty good. There's like dead, dead pops yeah, at the house. People are going to come check that out. I think she's going to be fine. I think she's going to be just fine. <laughs> I actually, th oh I actually had God, the same thought. I'm so glad you said that because that's, uh, I was going through the procedural in my mind so hard just thinking like, what are the cops going to do? How are they going to solve this? I was doing the exact same thing. I couldn't, I was oh surprised by the ending, God. but also was thinking she's got a shot. The judge, no, the warrant was just called in. If these, mm. if these cops aren't on the radio yeah. in 30 minutes, there's going to be a dozen squad cars here. Backup is and coming. She's not, and so what? She can make it, man. She could make it. She's I would want to die, though. I like wouldn't want to live with the knowledge of what I've just experienced. It's, no, I mean, she'll certainly never be okay. I would want to be she dead. Be I don't even know I'd if I could live with dead. no lips, let alone the PTSD. And no teeth, no lips. Oh, I forgot no about no teeth. teeth. No legs, oh my god, no knees. Oh, I'm, no, I'm she's dead. No, I'm killing she's myself. Fucked. I want to be dead. Could they give you? They could. I don't, don't know because veneers are like of... on your real teeth. Yeah, if you don't have any tooth <laughs> roots, but can't they? Don't they do like drills, drill, drill like anything? Yeah, they could do like implants. They could do a little something. They could give her. They could give her new teeth. They could do yeah, something. Yeah, but you're the, some sort the of centipede lips. girl for the yeah, rest I mean, of your you're, life. You're always going to be the centipede yeah, girl I mean, for the emotional, sure. The emotional scars will be the worst for sure. Can you imagine that, like, wow. Diane Sawyer interview? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're 100% right about the reality of what happens next, actually. In our dumb world, this story goes global, and then she's getting begged for an interview on 48 Hours and mm -hmm. has to live with this. 100%. But she's got to take the interview and try to get a couple brand deals to pay for the surgery. Well, the thing is, it's expensive. Yeah, life is expensive. She's got to pay for it. Yeah, she's American, this is 2009. So this is pre-GoFundMe. Yeah, Otherwise, the GoFundMe the, on the this GoFund, one's blowing the up. The GoFundMe is popping off for sure if this happens in 2022. I was human centipeded. Here's my GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else posting it to their stories. Please help my friend. She was human centipeded. Anything you can spare would help. <laughs> it's a pre-existing condition. Her insurance company says it's a pre-existing condition. Share if you can. <laughs> Oh my oh god. My wow, god. Evan. Evan. It's over. Henley, Evan. it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. We did That's it. it. And I will say for the first time in the history of recording this podcast, I did take my headphones off twice. Yeah. And um will not be listening back to what I missed <laughs> and feel confident about my choice. You gotta I take care of yourself. I, I understand. I needed boundaries. Some boundaries. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sammy, I can't believe you've seen this movie four times. 
Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's a lot of times, you know. Have you seen the sequels? <laughs> I probably won't continue. No, I haven't seen the sequels. I'll admit I'm curious about them. Well, I am a little curious about like who. I'm curious where it goes from here. I've seen I, a I screen grab. I'll, just, I'll like- just tell. I'll just tease what I. The very limited amount I know is that somebody took up the good doctor's work and wanted to of realize. Course. Wanted to realize. I don't think the doctor even says if he has other societal goals beyond just doing it. It's just sort of like a science project for him. Mm-hmm. But in the in mm-hmm. one of the sequels, at least part of the premise reflects the director's original idea, which is that it's a horrible punishment. And so there, at some point, a prison is constructed where the worst prisoners in the world are are put into like a sixty man centipede. Or, yeah, they or just get tacked on to the end or whatever. Each, yeah, you each just new get one just gets added. added. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get. Well, hopefully you get added onto the front so you live longer. But you know who knows. Oh yeah, that's true. That's a very good point. Ugh, the difficulty of when people wow. die in the middle, which you know is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. What people. So probably people with. probably get swapped out. Yeah, of it's the practically middle. a nightmare. You know, maybe, or maybe it's just like the game centipede where you turn it into two. You know, then you just have two independent. Oh uh, mm. sure, like when you get more advanced in um, what was it, Snake? That mm-hmm. cell phone game. Right now, Wait, there was a level of snake where you had to have steered two snakes. Wasn't that sounds there? hard. I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Was Maybe there? that was really advanced of you, Emily. I never made it that far. That sounds. I, I could be making it up, actually. So maybe nobody made it's it that impressive. far, oh and I'm lying. Oh my god! I can't a fun believe game. I have to think. Oh about my this god! Now. Human centipede! Holy shit! I can't believe I now know. I now know everything that happens yeah. in human centipede. I never thought that would ever be true about me, <laughs> and it is now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Evan. We did it. I'm in shock. I'm just shell shocked. Can I say, I'm so glad that's in my past. <laughs> yeah. Because it was always going to be in my future. Mm-hmm. And, and now, now it's, it's in us. my yeah. past. And, now it's and that's us. really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, what a great. glass half full way to look at it. That's really turning <laughs> my day really around. Mm-hmm. Has Roger Ebert ever refused to give a rating for any other film? I wonder. No idea. But I really love that move. It's very funny. Me too. It's like, oh, no. Hey, look! I won't be so much swagger. It is what it is. Because he said, He's didn't he say wrong. like it exists in a place where the stars shine? I mean, he was right. Yeah, it's so dark. It's so dark. Oh my god, Evan! Thank you so much for watching that. I mean, I'm still mad at you, um, but I think, I, I think, I think it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, mad at I'm mad at myself, but sentence. I do. I feel some closure now having spent this time with you guys. It's really mm-hmm. an honor to get to do this to perform this service and <laughs> this uh, is service and for a, so a many guests in this special space yeah thank you for taking yeah. it so seriously you were absolutely incredible this this was great perfect i had a great time <laughs> storytelling <laughs> personally <laughs> yeah sammy's loving it um evan <sighs> where can our listeners find you i you have an excellent podcast called punch of the jam i'm telling them for you thanks yeah, uh, I mean, I have a podcast that's nothing like this. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing like this. Uh, <laughs> I am co-hosting a podcast called Punch Up the Jam, in which we take the greatest hits of all time, meaning songs, meaning popular songs, uh, and we punch up those jams. We make them better. So uh, Sammy and Emily came on and we talked about Barbie Girl, but we've done episodes you on- did make it better. Uh, you know, really fun oldies like Feel Like Making Love or we did Brandy, 
the other week. We but we do, we do uh, recent ones too. We did Ed Sheeran the other day. We did the Backstreet Boys, and then we make an improved version of that song for our audience's benefit. So that that show is called Punch Up the Jam. But you can follow me at Get Some Evan. Uh, Punch Up the Jam is so great. You guys are incredible. Also, congratulations on all your success with the corn song. That has really blown up. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yes, I'm part of the Gregory Brothers behind the uh, the corn song, and I don't know. I don't know how to accept that compliment. Thanks. I'm glad you're liking it. You know, the corn song is an internet. It's, really, uh, it's an internet phenomenon. I'm just so happy to have just touch it in any in any way just like it's just so extremely wholesome i feel like it's kind of a contribution mm. to the world like you can just experience it and just feel good and feel like things are maybe going in a positive direction oh my god like the opposite of this uh movie <laughs> so. honestly the the corn song is a perfect remedy to what just yeah, happened so agreed. when you're done agreed. listening everybody listen to um it's corn <laughs> mm-hmm. listen to that google it if you haven't seen it already you've probably already seen it a big lump with knobs <laughs> it's, a real, it's a mental reset after you listen to this show you need to get you need to get your mind reset for sure yeah that'll do it that'll honestly i'm i think i will do that in in a few minutes i need i need it i need it um God i damn it i um i'm feeling glad for you guys that you don't have the mental images for even though you know, maybe you were conjuring them in your own head, but it is a benefit to your life to not have seen these things on screen and have them visit you in the hours when you're trying to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a benefit for sure. For yeah. sure. For sure. And for that reason, I will never be watching that movie. And um, no, this is the closest God. I will ever get to it. And if you guys want to do the sequels, count you out. I'm going to be really mad. Yeah. I'm going to be mad. I mean, I might, you know, I don't know. I can participate, but. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, all right. Well, we always close out with a voice here and a voice from the from the movie. Are we going to do a muffled? A muffled <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought about that. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's. Are you doing oh, it? We're just gonna do the doctor. Just gonna do I'll the do doctor. doctor. My, my, okay. my Lieber die hund. My Lieber. So okay. <laughs> okay. What is From that? all of us here at Too Scary Couldn't Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. Au Wiedersehen. Wiedersehen. Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.